that there is a job for everyone to cater to all needs in the flooring industry. You know, if you can only afford something cheap, we can get something down for you. Uh, but it's the encouragement of the installing side of it. Uh, I just don't think there's enough enough things in place to stop bad fitting. Welcome to the podcast, Danny. First of all, who is Danny Thorne? He's just a, a normal installer from Manchester, to be honest, Tom. Nothing real special, but I'm an hard worker, that's about it. And what what you what do you specialise in? What flooring is it that you fit? Uh, I, I do everything. Everything bar ceramics. So carpets, vinyls, uh, LVT, engineered wood, solid wood. Uh, yeah, a bit of a specialist in some aspects, but uh, just a bit of a give it a go kind of guy in other ones. How did you get into it and how long have you been doing it? Oh, well, to, to believe it or not, it was the 19th anniversary on Monday, so I was oh. the 28th. Uh, my floor anniversary, I called it. Uh, I fell into it. My brother was a carpet fitter. I worked yeah. at Woolies. Didn't like it. You know, the manager hated me. Uh, he said, there's a lad that's just started a carpet ride. Do you want me to ask him? I went, yeah, I'll do it till I find another job. Just never look for another job, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing to look for another one, I think. So have you always been self-employed or you, did you start off like working for someone or a shop or did you do subby work? Explain what, how it used to be and then how it looks now. It's pretty much been the same. I've been self-employed for uh, pretty much the full 19 years. Okay. So it's uh, you give it you give it a bit of a go, don't you? It's a bit of an apprenticeship to see whether you like it, and then obviously you give me all the materials to go self-employed. And uh, yeah, I always subcontracted the shops and things like that. But I made the break to go on my own three years ago. Yeah. So is all your work now just B to C customers, or do you still do a bit of fitting for shops, or how's it? What's your weekly or monthly sort of diary look like? It's predominantly all my own. I'd say about 95 to 98%. Uh, there's just one little shop that I do a little bit for uh, just because he works very similar to me. And he, the way he got me on board is I asked him what his rates were and he said to me, how am I going to tell you what you want to get paid? And I thought, you know what? You're all right. You. <laughs> that, that's, that, that'll do for me, mate. <laughs> and even though you're probably one of the only people we've had on the podcast that do all products, as a percentage, what would you say you fit in the most of? Or what do you enjoy fitting the most? If you could just fit one or two items, what would it be? Oh, LVT and carpet. Right, okay. That's that's the one for me. I started out on carpet. Uh, the, the way I am, I don't think I could specialise in just one because I like I like the you know the difference from day to day. And it's it's nice. Like the one I've just done here, just finishing up. It was four bedroom, stairs landing, and then LVT in his kitchen and his uh, and in his hallway. And it's it's just been brilliant, mate. Just brilliant. And how do you find how do you get most of your work? How does it come to you? Uh, word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never advertised. Uh, my Facebook page isn't even currently up at the minute and not use my Instagram just because I'm in the transition to try and go bespoke possibly. Okay. And how are you like finding showing people like with such a wide range of products? How do you find going to see a, a job where someone doesn't know what they want? So if they want a, a hard surface, what would you be showing you showing them and how do you do that? 
Oh, well, I've got a multitude of uh, pictures on my phone, mate. So we're mainly food and flooring on my phone, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> uh, so I try to give him as much advice as I can. Uh, I got into floor design after sitting Paddy's courses. Uh, and I just always tell them, so the only thing that can hold you back is your imagination. You can have whatever you want. Look at the internet, look at other people's work, and I'll do my best to deliver exactly what you want. Brilliant. Um, and as, as a whole, uh, and I would say, I mean, do you work on your own? Have you got a couple of lads or how does that work? Uh, j- just me, mate. Just, just me. So if you've j- just been you for 19 years, from your opinion, what do you think the biggest problem with the flooring industry is as a whole? Oh, right. As, as a whole? Yeah. Uh, I, I love the industry. I love all the people. I'm meeting so many top-notch installers at the minute and they're uh, speaking to them. The world's totally changed through this, pretty much from sitting Paddy's course. Uh, so as a whole, that's good. It's, it's the respect side of things, you know, from customers and shops and things like that. That's what I don't like, the pressures that they put on you. Uh, always cheaper and oh you do this they encourage bad work i think you know the big shops just because it's it always deadline squeeze this in squeeze that in i don't think you're encouraging good quality work yeah. so the, the more the higher end products things like that so they, they're all, they're all the big shops have all got the uh there's nothing particularly wrong with that marketing campaign campaign but it's you know it's like free fitting or 50 percent off this weekend only and we all know it's not fifty percent off just this weekend. You know, they've just lowered the price, or they've, you know, they've etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's the quality aspect of it should be just well. That's the price. This is the job. That's what you're getting. A bit, a bit more, maybe fluffed up than that, but not. You know, that's that's yeah. in my opinion. That's how it should look. And it's uh, you know, I'm, I'm good that there is a job for everyone to cater to all needs in the flooring industry. You know, if you can only afford something cheap, we can get something down for you. Um, but it's the encouragement of the installing side of it. Uh, I just don't think there's enough enough things in place to stop bad fitting. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the lack of respect thing comes into it. You know, when it's, it's someone said to me years ago, it's, uh, it's how I got into other floors. Oh, you're not just a carpet fitter, are you? And you think, Bloody hell. <laughs> it's a bit demeaning, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but when you get into other floors and then when you, you're looking at the NACF and things like that, it's it's a proper career, mate. It's such a good job. And it's the more you know, the harder it is to do it, I'll be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I can't remember who I had the conversation with, but there, is, there isn't a lot of fitters that can do most. It's either the carpet and LVT boys, um, and then there's the wood and the wood sanding guys. Um, you know, and then there's various different sort of people that might just do wood fitting and LVT fitting, but they don't do sanding. So they, yeah. they seem to be like in, I wouldn't say packs as such, but certainly even the floor sanding guys, there's a massive selection of floor sander guys that do not do fitting at all. They just sand, yeah. they just refurbish stuff. And I think that's the same for the stone guys, you know, so, but they, they diversify out. Um, but it's going to be a huge question this, but is there any job that you can think of that you've done that's probably the most proudest moment in being in business that what what's the best job you've done oh this was it was literally a couple of weeks ago tom mate uh a customer again i, I, I always give the ad self you know like uh, you can have whatever you want so you've seen antico french weave didn't you uh can you do this and i thought yeah i can do that all my days and i have a nightmare cutting that down mate <laughs> 
Did I have a nightmare? I, I, I had a bit of a breakdown. I lost the day and a half with my head in my hands trying to figure it out. And lo and behold, my missus saved me, mate. She saved me bacon. <laughs> I managed to get the dimensions of the plank off an American website. And right. I cut them down too wide. I'd done them divisible on a, on a six-block method, so it was 18 by three-inch. I needed to cut it down to something like 2.75-inch or something ridiculous, mate. And uh, once I'd done that, I managed to get it in. And uh, looking back on that floor, mate, and I was like, yeah, I did that. It was a, a very proud moment, that one, mate. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and over the years... Is there a job that stands out that you completely fucked up on? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the biggest learning curve that you've that you would definitely wouldn't uh, recommend to do it again? Because we've all done. Oh, I, well, I'm one of them. I recommend all all mistakes, mate, because uh, once you've made it, it makes you so much better. And once yeah. you've got yourself out of it, um, crap. What's the biggest one? The biggest mess up. Have you flooded any houses? Have you? <laughs> no, I'm dead lucky with the pipes, mate. I've been through one pipe. Uh, I've been through four wires. Uh, well, two of them were electric wires, to be honest, so they weren't fun. Uh, <laughs> trying to think of the biggest clanger. There's so many going through my head, mate, but I don't know which is the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, that bad, but it was a full house of a rental, and uh, I put in the totally wrong colour, mate. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, so that, that one wasn't fun, but because yeah, it was no. a rental, I, I sort of got away with it. Uh, I think I have to give him a bit of a discount, see what you're grey, and I think I give him brown. Um, so the carpet so, yeah. stayed, it, uh, the flooring stayed it, in the house? It stayed in. Uh, like I say, I had, to, I had to well pretty much make no money on it. I had to give up all my money so we're to, to appease a customer. But uh, these things happen, mate, you know, and it's the ones that hit you in the wallet that you, you learn from the artist, I think. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. The carpet could be sat in your in your unit or your garage now where it's, uh, oh. the, you had to fit the grey one instead because some customers would have insisted on it. So. Yeah, yeah, honestly. So I was, I was quite lucky on that one. But, oh, you know, mate, I've, I've cut carpets in half and had to rejoin them. Uh, <laughs> I've done all sorts, mate. The good thing is with LVT and mud, it's one plank if you if you balls one up. Uh, I've never had a floor fail, so no. that's one lucky thing for me. That uh, because obviously I do a lot of LVT now and things like that, stick down wood. It's it's a lot more of a costly mistake, and if something happens. So, on what flooring do you have at home, or what flooring would you have in your dream house? Oh right, so there's these things I can't do with wood. I can do, uh, I can just about get away with putting a border in, you know, rerouting the sides, you know, to get that nice groove on it. But some some of the groups that I follow, yeah. these lads, they they put all these parquetry points together and they'll they like inset little motifs and things like that in wood. And I just think it's unbelievable, mate. That's what I'd love to have a go at. Uh, but obviously, that's a lot more tools and, and a lot more time and a lot more. Uh, patience with that one and what flooring have you got fitted at home now oh carpets and lbt mate got, got the tiles as well so uh yeah tiles in the kitchen which i hate do hate ceramics mate Brilliant. <laughs> um, you don't do any ceramics at all you've not have you given that a bash at all or oh it's 
I, I think when you're a tradesman, you give everything a little bit of a go, don't you? So I've, I've done a couple of walls. I'd never do it professionally because I'm not a professional at it. Uh, and, you know, because if you do something, something's not quite right, you wouldn't have the heart to charge someone. If, if, I wouldn't, if I wouldn't be happy with it at all, I can't do it in someone else's house, can I? No, no, <laughs> you know, no. I'll never hear the end of it. 10 million quid, uh, you won tonight. What would be the first five things that you uh, buy? Oh, Jesus. Buy, buy a nice big house. Uh, yeah. A Volkswagen Transporter Sportline. That would be my everyday car, that wall van. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Just to bomb about in that. Uh, oh, around the world trip, I think. I'd do that. And then uh, I'd probably give a lot of it to charity, you know, and sort yeah. my mum out. You know, I don't know why my mum's have asked on the list. That's bad, isn't it? That's wild, yeah. bad. Yeah, you're backpedalling now. You're back. Yeah. Yeah, so Your mum's going to be listening to this and she's going to be in a headlock. <laughs> yeah, so we'll scratch that one first thing. I'd sort my mum out. Uh, <laughs> With the big house and the dream holiday. Of course, mate, of course. And, and then, you, uh, you'll, then, you'll, uh, then you'll give some to charity and, and then you'll get yourself a van in that order. Is that Yeah. That, that exact order, mate. Thank you very much for helping me out. <laughs> so, as um, apart from the uh, the VW van, um, would you have a car for the weekend, and what would it be? Oh, I, I do like a Maserati, mate. Nice, nice. I'm a fan of a Maserati. Uh, so I'd have one of that. Yeah, that'd be a weekend car, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah, you wouldn't get much carbon in that. So no, so. <laughs> no. I could put all my um, LVT box in there, my samples and that. Yeah, the, you know, uh, be late for a measure again. Fastest, fastest uh, measuring service in Manchester. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Um, and your favourite drink, uh, alcoholic or non-alcoholic, doesn't matter. Oh, favourite alcoholic. It's got to be Peroni. Love it. Yeah, I love a Peroni. Great. Yeah. Um, well, other than that, a nice kind of Coke, mate. I like a nice kind of Coke. Are you tea or coffee, or would you rather a cork when you're outfitting? Oh, coffee. Coffee when I'm fitting. Yeah, black coffee, mate. Black coffee. Brilliant. Um, and five guys, and all dominoes, and why? It's got to be a five guys on it. <laughs> yeah. So you're not a five guys virgin like some of the people on the podcast. Oh, mate, I do like a burger. And, yeah, uh, yeah they're pretty good. And the good thing is they do a delivery service now. Don't they? They're on just eat sometimes if you can get them just right. Are they? Well, yeah. Not not round either, though. Uh... Oh, you need to get to Manchester, mate. <laughs> so, and the last one is uh, probably one of the most uh, interesting ones: uh, mash, roasties, or chips. For every day, or just my favourite. Your favourite. Oh, it's got to be chips. <laughs> so, what is next for Danny Thornley for 2023? What's next? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a big year for me. A big year for me, Tom. And, uh, I'm hoping to change to bespoke, uh, push a bit more of the LVT, uh, a bit of border work and carpet. Uh, so, what will go top end? And uh, I think it's the first time I'm going to start advertising next year. Okay. Try, try and bring in broad in a little bit, but uh, to keep my workload small but high quality. That's what I'm aiming for. 
So do you, in which part, at the moment, do you work in all areas of sort of Manchester? Are you around the Old Edge, Wilmslow, that type of stuff? Uh, well, I, I do a lot around my hometown of Herbstead. I do a lot in Herbstead, a lot in Stockport. Uh, but I go pretty much anywhere. Sometimes I can be in Wales. Right. <laughs> so it's, right. honestly, it sounds mad. It's uh, I can be absolutely anywhere. It's just where uh, any of them to be honest. So if, uh, if, if I start advertising, I might be able to target some places, but it's uh, my business side of it is not very good, mate. And right. uh, I'm not a very good businessman, but I'm a, I'm a half-decent installer, I reckon. <laughs> I've heard there's some really good courses up in Darlington. I don't know if you're aware of them. but uh... <laughs> I, I do, the business ones. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I want to do it next year, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, uh, I'll give you a tip off of that after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, I know mate. a guy. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, because I got turned on to my paddy again. Uh, I know I, I seem to put Paddy's on a bit of a bit of a pedestal to be honest with you, because I bloody love and respect that guy so much. Thank you, um, great guy. Yeah, absolutely, man. And a, a lot of what he talked about touched home with me as well. You know, we've all struggled and things like that. We do wish, yeah, we do we do struggle. There's trades, especially if you're on your own, you're working on your own as well with the pressures of providing uh, good quality work, getting the work in. And it's it's, it's stressful, mate. One thing can send you over sometimes. Uh, Proper yeah. graph working on your own. Any of the oh. flooring industry, the, the fitting, the sanding, the, any of it, Running it on your own, proper graft, proper. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I was very fortunate to always have uh, when I was out on the tools. I always had someone with me, like an apprentice. I just, I despised going out on my own. Um, oh. But I always had like a number two. Um, I just near enough refused, uh, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. but I just, just know how hard it is, no matter what what you're doing, up and down, up and down, out of the van, back in, and then oh. out to meshes and things like that. You know, it's just, it's. Yeah, it can be very rewarding, but very challenging and very easy yeah. to sort of get uh, it to take over. I think is the, uh, I think that's the challenge is to make sure it doesn't take over. Um, yeah. So you you're getting paid for what you what you do really. Yeah, well that, that's it, mate. And the, the missus always tells me I need a better better work life balance because she's like it calls me a bit of a workaholic, but it's. Uh, you, you just need to do it sometimes. It's like you got to go out, you got to measure it. If you don't do the measures, you've not got any more work. Um, no. it's, so it's a tough one. So you're going out on Sundays sometimes, not getting back in until the eight o'clock. And it's it's tough. But then again, when you look back at the work you've done and the customers rave about you, it's, uh, that's that's the rewarding side of it for me. It's, uh, you know, it does give you a bit of a swell at times, doesn't it? When you're, you're there and like, oh, it looks amazing. Like, yeah, thank you. Thank you very I much. did that. <laughs> Yeah. I'll knock you a tenner off. Yeah. yeah, prices should come up now. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I'm it's gonna be a subject I'm gonna bring on the podcast of um when when to do a site measure if you're out on the tools because it's quite an interesting one. Because if you go at nine o'clock on a Tuesday, you think you're doing yourself out of money because you're not actually bringing it in. But then yeah. you can go at six o'clock at night when you've been fitting 80 square meters, you know, that day. So then you're not showing up as a as the best version of you, um, or you could do it on a weekend, but then that's invading on your know, girlfriend's, wife's, children's time. So I think we're actually going to release a, an an, um, an episode or certainly some content on social media of oh, you know when, when to do it. And I think is booking two days if it's just one person or what or you and someone else. 
I think where we're going to go from is actually have two dedicated or three dedicated days per month that you just do admin and meshes. That's it. So you get up, you have your breakfast, your coffee, and that day is dedicated to basically, I would say not to growing your business. I would say doing all the shit that you would do in between what you actually get paid for. Um, And I think the the boys that have been on the, and the girls that have been on the podcast that, you know, um, have actually said, oh, I can do Thursday because I'm in the office. And in the office, it means uh, it could be like in a in a unit or it could be actually um, at the co- uh, the kitchen table. That 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 could be either. Um, those guys definitely seem to have got the sort of work-life harmony um, nailed because it doesn't feel right. And I know it doesn't feel right when you're not outfitting and you're out swanning about in your van measuring jobs, you know, on a Tuesday. But you actually probably get more work done on the... Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because you're not absolutely shattered because you didn't get in at nine o'clock because you've been measuring jobs. So, yeah, that that, that sounds that makes perfect sense to me. That mate, yeah, <laughs> but it's executing it. It's nice to have these ideas. It's uh, I've always got this brilliant idea of finishing at twelve o'clock on a Friday and then doing the measures on a Friday. Does that ever and, happen? Uh, oh, it makes happen once. That once, if I'm lucky, it's because uh, you think it's like, oh well, if, if I just do this job and I can just do it when I get home, and it's like, what the hell, then you're still getting in on it at seven. It's oh. uh, yeah, it's such a tough one that. Well, I'll challenge I'll challenge you live on the podcast to look at your diary where you've got no fitting booked for next year or whenever your diary is, and enter into your diary after this podcast. Measure days. So just put in like, you know, so maybe allow three weeks or two weeks and then just put half a day in. And then if anyone tries to book over that, you say, no, I'm busy at that time. I can't, I can't do that. I can't, even if you get a full week's worth of fitting, you say, I can do it on this week, but I'll just let you know on the Thursday, I won't be on site. I've got other commitments and it's proper uncomfortable. But I think if you try it, it's a game changer. Absolutely. All the lads that have done it, uh, unbelievable. Um, It just doesn't feel right for the first couple of months. But then, then you then you then you literally get into this sort of non-negotiable. Well, Thursday, every other Thursday, I do I do my meshes, I do my paperwork, I do this. And then miraculously, evenings, weekends, when you're meant to be doing stuff with friends and family and whatever, it's you 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 you're showing up different and other people will notice. I think it's a game changer. So hopefully that might give you a bit of a an inkling of something for 2023. I'll challenge you to do it. Well, that's that's some brilliant advice, mate. Yeah, in fact, it sounds so simple, but that'd work for me because I'll tell you, it's not being nice, mate. The Mrs. Wright stuff in my diary, you know, when we're doing stuff, yeah. And she is, she's an absolute wonder, she's an absolute wonder. So, uh, so yeah, so if it was in my diary, I'd actually pay attention to it, I reckon. That's it, and it, and you just basically make the agreement with yourself that it's a non negotiable, so it's you know. It's that that time is taken away out of your business to still work. You're still working, but then oh, you, you obviously yeah. you, you're buying time back um, and you show up uh, at the meshes fresher. You know, you can obviously if you're not out on tools, you can put your jeans and a shirt on if you wish or put your T-shirt on or whatever. So you can actually show up differently at the client's house. Therefore, if you're going down the bespoke route, you're going to be in bigger houses, more demanding clients, etc. So your client experience will go up by default because you're fresh and ready to get after it. Um, so it's, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, well, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast, um, Danny. So where 
can the listeners find you? What platforms, social media platforms are you on? Oh, at the minute, you can get me on Dece Only Carpets and Flooring. Uh, yeah. You can get me on that Instagram. Uh, if not, you can follow my personal account, which is the Thornley Danny. Uh, but I will be relaunching, but there will be sticks, links to the new page or just directly changing that page. Brilliant. Got those names changed, I reckon. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Danny. It's been class. No, thank you for having me, Tom. It's been meant, mate. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is cockerellandco, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.